Welcome to the Picky Girl Travels podcast, the show for Black women who want more out of life and to live it as they see fit. The message here is all about defying convention, embracing adventure, and regretting absolutely nothing. I'm your host, Adelia Borashade of the blog PickyGirlTravelsTheWorld.com. And I know it seems like I say this every week, but I'm very excited about my guest today, uh, Miss Frankie of Joy Route. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, first, thank you for having me. Your hair looks so fierce. You are Aww, so fierce. So, thank you. Um, I really appreciate you having me. My name is Frankie. Um, my YouTube channel is Joy Route. I live full time in my mini camper van and I've been doing it. I turned 50. When I turned 50, I was like, I moved into a, my mini camper van and that's been three years and I haven't looked back. I have no regrets. And as you say, I am embracing adventure. So thank you so much for having me. Love well, what you're doing. I mean, come on. Your story is like you were made to be on this show. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be on here. Okay. So, all right, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. You decided at 50 that you were going to live in your van, but can we back up a little bit before that? What were you doing before you turned 50? What kind of life were you living? So um, I did the traditional, well, Right before I moved into my van, I was uh, renting a room. So I had like a roommate situation. But prior to that, I was married, kids, college, all the traditional stuff. And um, I had been, I had a roommate situation for so many years. Before that, I had been an empty nester. So whatever I wanted to do was, it was my life. I am a digital nomad. And um, had a, like I said, I had a roommate situation and when I turned 50, I was like, I'm just going to be home, working from home as a digital nomad and just sitting there and doing nothing. And I thought if I, if the van didn't work out, then I could always go back to, if you want to say my regular life, but what is a regular life? So, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you had done all the traditional things and you had you were living with a roommate. Was this just because, you know, you wanted to cut costs or? Definitely. Um, I didn't have to, but I just, it was a great situation. My roommate worked for the airline. So it was like a never there. They had a minimalist style condo and it was very minimalist. And um, I was doing that. And after the lease or he decided to move on, I was like, I'm going to try this. I've been looking at these van life videos and I was like, I'm going to try van life. What the hell? And I was looking at like um, older people, people over 50. So I wasn't looking at these like little millenniums. I was looking at people who were older, my age or older, doing van life, enjoying, embracing adventure. And I was like, I'm going for it. What could happen? I have, if, if I need to go back to a, a place, I can always do that. So if it didn't work out, I had a backup plan. I chose to become houseless and zip codeless. So I hear yeah. you. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Um, because I say this all the time that like, there's something magical that happens when a woman turns 40. Okay. Cause like the way you move in the world, it, it, it all changes. And 
people often think like when they hear people like me talk about the big changes I made in my life and, and they're like, oh, but what if it doesn't work out? Like the life you're leading already is like your worst case scenario. Like take the risk. If it doesn't pan out for you, you just come back and do what you was already doing. Absolutely. 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 If it doesn't work out, you can always go back to your, if you want to say traditional life. I think that there's a difference between people who have been in situations and they're, excuse me, they're forced to be in that situation. But if you're not forced into that lifestyle, then you just go back to your regular or traditional life. So um, I embraced adventure. I wanted to just figure out what it would be to live out of a van. Before that, I actually thought about going to Chiang Mai. I had been in a lot of digital nomad groups and I thought I have watching videos on YouTube and I'm like, I'm going to Chiang Mai. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to Chiang Mai. I want to, I'll stay in the U.S. and I'll travel the U.S. and do road trips and do adventure and see how that works out. It doesn't mean with me living in a van that I don't do any other kind of traveling. You know, I've been to Mexico, Mexico, I call it, sex A. I've been in Mexico, the Bahamas, Jamaica. I've done a lot of different type of travels. And um, I might even see y'all in uh, July. We'll see. I haven't got it all figured out. But I embrace other types of travel, but I love doing road trips. And I call it the joy route because when I'm doing a road trip, I'm not one of those people that has to gun it. You know, I don't have to like get from this place. I've been on trips, like girl trips with like girlfriends and we're on a weekend trip and everybody got to get back because they got to get back to work. And so we're there, we're in the hotel at our Airbnb, everybody's rushing, like the weekend goes away and then they have to gun it back, you know, right back to where they have to be. And I'm like, I'm taking the joy route. I don't have to like rush back. So it's been a- I love that. (laughs) Now, okay, I am a bit of a minimalist and have been wanting to like, do tiny house living. Um, But I am not much of a road trip person. So I find it incredibly fascinating that you were like, yep, I'm going to live in my van. Now, before you made this choice, were you somebody who tended to do road trips? Was that something you enjoyed? I do, I do, I did enjoy road trips. I I was married though, so I wasn't used to driving. So that was a big difference. But then I when I thought about it, I was like, I am not on anybody's clock. So I didn't enjoy road trips because in the past there was a deadline. I had to get back and get to work or something like that. But as long as I had the freedom to travel slow, a slow mad, like wherever I got, I know I went to like Milwaukee and Wisconsin, and for where my home base is in Ohio. People say, oh, it should have took you 10 hours. It took me three days I took, because I'm taking a joint route. Like I'm not on a rush time limit. I, so I enjoy road trips on my time. I don't drive in rush hour traffic. I don't drive at nighttime. So yeah, I enjoy road trips on my time. No, I, I wasn't a road trip kind of person. I was used to my ex-husband. I was used to being with people. I was never the driver. And I don't like, no, I didn't like it. <laughs> but when you're taking road trips on your time, it works perfectly well. And also, if I decide, like right now, I'm at a cousin's Airbnb, but if I decide to get an Airbnb, a hotel or a campground, it's not like, oh, you're just in your van. And if you need to like just rest your body, no. So I'm a nomad, I'm a slow man. I go at my own pace. I take the joy route. 
I, I do love not that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Okay. So you, was there something that kind of like clicked for you? Like, cause you mentioned uh, the roommate situation, the lease was coming to an end there. Like, was there something that clicked like, because of course you're trying to make the decision of what to do next, but I'm trying to understand like, was the van idea something that was in the back of your head already? And was. this was your chance to, you know, like give that a try? Actually, the Chiang Mai situation was in the back of my mind. Like I'm gonna go to Chiang Mai, the digital nomads are in Chiang Mai. But then like the thing that happens with YouTube, you're like, YouTube knows you're you're wanting something, you want an adventure. So they start, so I was watching all these travel videos, but I was watching people who were going to Chiang Mai. So somehow or another, YouTube started showing me these video of like middle-aged people living in vans. And so I started watching that and I thought about Chiang Mai. I was watching a lot of millenniums and sharing their experience in Chiang Mai, which is wrong. But then I saw this one guy and he was like a middle-aged guy and he was in Chiang Mai and it, and it just kind of resonated with me. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for Chiang Mai. I don't know if I'm going to ride a scooter. I don't know if I'm ready for <laughs> He said that he was injured and they took his passport. Like, you know, if you're injured in a country, maybe you could speak to this on me in Mexico. But he said that they came to the hospital and took his passport. Like, and, and then I, I saw this special on one of these uh, YouTube shows where a lot of Amer Americans are stuck in Chiang Mai because they can't pay their medical bills. And so they don't let you leave. It's not like America. You're no, here. And I'm no, like, they want their money. Because because that's a place where like credit really isn't a thing. Okay. And Mexico is very much the same way when you're talking about societies that are very, very strongly cash based. Their only guarantee that they will get their money is if you can't leave. So wow. I'm not I'm not shocked that they showed up and were like, hey, let us get your passport until you settle this bill. That does not surprise me. Well, and I was thinking like, what if something happened to me and I'm there and they're coming there and I, you know, they're like, oh, you can't leave. And I'm like, like I want to have the freedom to leave. And so I started thinking about the U.S. and I know all the stuff. We all know what goes on with police and just with America's disdain for people, women, black women. Yes. <laughs> with color. You know, we we understand America's disdain, but I was like, one of my friends, um, she's also a part-time van dweller. She said something to me. She was like, yeah, the history isn't beautiful, but there are so many beautiful places in America. So what I've discovered in doing my road trips are places are beautiful. And I trust my gut. If I'm somewhere and I've had rangers, I've had rangers called on me at campgrounds for camp. So camping while black, right? And if it's somewhere and I don't feel good about that situation, I live on wheels. I pull off. I drive away. But if I pay my money like at a campground, I have I'm a, I, I'm entitled to the rights of everyone else. And I make sure that I'm, you know, I get my rights. But the, the beautiful thing about living on wheels is when you don't like your neighbors, you pull off. Um, I'm a digital nomad. So I, I choose the people who I want to work with. I choose where I want to live. I choose where I want to travel. I've been in some states like, oh, this ain't for me. Like, I don't, these people are, these people are crazy. So no. So no, yeah, so it gives you the, the ultimate flexibility. And you were speaking to the power of the YouTube algorithm. Uh, 
YouTube knew something before you knew it. So mm -hmm. you started, you started to see these videos of people living in their vans. Yeah. And, right. and you thought like, hmm, maybe I could do that. I was like, you know what? I'm in a tiny home living. I was like, I wanted to reduce. Um, I grew up in a, I was raised by my grandparents and we grew up with like a scarcity mentality. You know, it was like 10 of us. And so I always thought, we can't throw anything away. If this butter dish, we put greens in the butter dish. You know, we always had to resource, which our grandparents, if you think about it, they were um, they were resources and repurposing stuff before we knew it. But then it just, you get you have all this clutter and this stuff. And I thought about, it, I wanted less junk and more journey. So I'm slowly, in my minimalist style, it's not like nothing. Like I don't want just completely to have anything. Right now I have reduced it to all I own is what's in my van and a very small storage. Prior to that, prior to like two weeks ago or a month ago, I had a two room office storage and I wasn't using it. I wasn't, and I just like finally downsized. So I'm at, I, I own, I have the less material things I've ever had and I'm not, um, and I'm, I'm richer for it. Um, it's not that being in a van, I don't like nice things. If I'm at a, um, if I want to get me, like I said, an Airbnb, or if I want to buy something nice, if I'm going to a wedding, I, I want everything that everybody else has. If I want my hair fly like your hair, you know, whatever I, I want, everything that I want. If I want to dress up and put on something nice, I'm going to get those things. And I have some stuff still, you know, some of my dresses, my summer dresses. And sometimes I like to, you know, we do stuff with our hair and I love all that kind of stuff. So I don't feel like I'm cheating myself. I don't feel like I'm, I am living with less, but when it's a time, if I'm going to a wedding or a comedy show or whatever, I want to look like everybody else. I want to make myself feel good and I want to treat myself. So I don't, um, 90% of the time I'm living very humbly, but when it's time to do some extra something for myself, oh, I do it. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because people often get the wrong idea uh, that minimalism is about sacrifice. And like yeah. you said, it's, it's, it's really about living and having the things that mean the most to you. Um, it, it, it doesn't have to be like I'm sitting alone, sad with my one spoon and my one bowl <laughs> and my one cup, like, and yes. I, I very much identify what you were saying about that scarcity mentality. Cause my grandmother uh, came of age during the depression. So how she raised her children, uh, you save everything, you reuse everything. And, and, you know, like, it's interesting to see a lot of the habits I, of course, picked up because I was raised in the household with her child that you see people now talking about like, oh, these are things we can do to be better for the environment. And it's like my mom and my they grandma was always before. doing that. They were repurposing. They were MacGyver. They were like these these rich clothes and hand-me-downs and yep. everything. They were doing this stuff long before. And, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, my God, I have to wear hand-me-downs or my food I'm taking to lunch is in a butter dish or ice cream bowl. I'm like, this is embarrassing. But it was repurposing, it was recycling. And I've come to appreciate my beloved grandmother, my grandparents, and some of the lessons, some of the things that they shared. It was repurposed, it's genius. And I used to think about like hand-me-downs or my grandmother going to like a thrift store or it was like a consignment shop. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I struggle with it. But as I got older, I kind of appreciate it. I don't go to a Goodwill now because I have to, but I go to it because I want to. I find unique things. I clean them. I sterilize them. And I don't have to. I mean, I shop at traditional stores. I have a traditional store that I really, really like. And I go there and I get nice clothes, nice dresses. But I'm also not opposed to going somewhere and getting me something pre-owned, I sterilize it, I clean it, but I don't have to. You can go to like one of my favorite stores and I don't want to give them any, but <laughs> it's a traditional um, uh, a store and it's a nice store, but I even go to the discount rack at that store because some, you know, so, but I like, again, people, I think the biggest misconception is if you're in a van, oh, you don't want anything nice. No, we like to look, you know, we like to spruce up. I've, and I've seen some of these van conversions and we're going we're gonna to get into like your van, yeah. but I've seen some that are like, it's very, very high end. It's not like, yeah. oh, we're, we're hippies living in a school bus. Like, <laughs> so yeah, like, people definitely need to let go of some of those misconceptions, which is part of the reason I wanted to have you here because I think- um, in our community, when we think about van lifers or people like that, we don't necessarily think about people who look like us. We don't. Right. It's not a lot of uh, some of the people that I and I've seen some of these lo- wonderful vans and I have some friends who I travel with and they have these big I call them mansions on wheel. They have all the everything you can name, they have that stuff. We don't think, and I didn't see a lot of uh, black people to be frank, black women. It was, uh, I didn't see, but there was one particular lady and she lived a very humble lifestyle. And she kind of, I, I got introduced to van dwelling by um, somebody, you know, traditional community, but I stuck to the people who look like me. And I had people, I have a lot of friends and they were like, well, don't worry about diversity. I'm like, are you out your effing mind? Like, I'm going to worry about if I see people who look like me. Um, but I've always loved the outdoors. I grew up, I don't know if everybody did, but I grew up camping. I used to be in this religion, Seven Day Adventist. And every year our vacation was, we went to a college, uh, a, um, it was a Christian college, but we went to the, we camped there. So every year for two weeks, we would stay in these tents. They have floors and everything, but I'm used to, I, I love nature. Like I'm one of those nature black girls. I just like nature. Like I like everything that's just outdoors. I like waking up, listening to birds. Like I don't wake up to an alarm clock. I hear birds chirping. I wake up. I don't, you know, that's, I love, I love nature. So you're right about that. It's not, there is some diversity. I don't think people are on YouTube, but there is more diversity than I think people think. But yeah. it's not a and, it's not and, a lot. And I think that then leads to people feeling like I can't do that because I haven't seen somebody who looks like me do it, which again is another reason I wanted to have you on here because this podcast is all about showing Black women living the life that they want, living life on their terms. And and (laughs) on your your page, you said living my best life means living, working, and traveling in my minivan. And I'm like, yes, I I am, I'm here for that. Okay, so, so you were watching these van life videos. You were seeing people that just weren't millennials, that were older people making this choice to do that. You said, I like nature. I can do that. And so what was the next step for you to make this a reality? 
So I had a, at the time I had a truck. I, like I said, I had a roommate situation. I had a truck. And so I was taking my truck, excuse me, to a repair shop right across the street from the repair shop where I took my truck was a new car dealership. But in the back of the dealership, they had what you would call hoopies or beaters. And I saw a minivan and I was like, that looks like I could have a room in there. I could do it. So I just purchased the minivan. And I still had my truck. I still had the roommate situation. And I had my ex-husband build it out, like put a bed in there. And it was a minivan. And I'm like, when I gave up, when I gave up, when the lease ended with the roommate situation, I could have elected to get a, you know, you see some of these big vans. Some of my friends have pro masters or whatever. But I, I didn't know if I was sure about this lifestyle. Because I'm like, if this don't work out, I don't want a big van. And the reason why, so I don't say, I don't still have the same minivan that I started in but I'm still in a mini camper van. And what I love about being in a mini camper van is that like right now, I'm in my home base town of Ohio and my cousin, I am at a, well, I'm at her house, but we're at her Airbnb. She's doing some stuff here. And so I can get an Airbnb. I can get a hotel. If I'm like, like I just had an injury. We ain't even going to talk about that right now. I just, I had surgery yesterday yesterday oh, wow. i was embracing adventure all your kind of embraces adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but and so i'm just saying it to say with your minivan i always think of it as i live out of a minivan i mean i have a bed i call it a pot in a cot i have just the essentials but if i need to pamper myself like i'm injured like i'm on medicine like i need to and i'm at a family member's house but i'm at her airbnb so i'm in a very nice i'm going to do a tour later but I'm in a very, I'm not staying here, but I'm, she's here doing some stuff. And so I'm here with her and I'm in a very nice Airbnb. So if I need to get an Airbnb or I love campgrounds and campfires, I'll do that. And so the advantage of being in a minivan is that when you pull up to somebody's house, I've had subscribers say, hey, pull up. And when I pulled up, it's, it's, you can camp. What I do is I'll stay at a subscriber's house. I'll stay at a family member's house. The minivan just goes right on their street, right in their driveway. And I knew I wanted that kind of lifestyle. I knew I wanted to experience Airbnbs and campgrounds and things like that. I have friends, like I said, with these big, big vans. And sometimes, not all people, but those vans, sometimes they have a 20-year mortgage on them. I don't know if people know that. Oh, no. I, I did no, not know that. 20-year mortgages. Not everybody. Some people, some of my friends own theirs outright. They got it like that. But a lot of these people you see with these pro masters, those are home. Those are a hundred thousand dollars. Like those oh, are wow. like thirty-five thousand. And so yeah, they got bathrooms and showers and bed. But you're paying a you're kind you're not defeating the purpose because that's what you want. That, but, but I could have done that. That's a that's you you made a good differentiation earlier. You said that you live out of a van as opposed to like living in the van. And so yeah. if if I'm buying a hundred grand vehicle and it's got a shower well yeah i'm gonna live in it like yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. but with a minivan again you really you there are times when you're in there i'll worship in my van i do all kinds of stuff in my van but when i need to get out i can go to a coffee shop when i'm in my home base of ohio i can go i have friends all over the united states as a result of being even on youtube i've just made so many wonderful friends and they say like pull up and so I'm like, I don't want to go in your I'll pull in a drive. And I've literally camped in people's driveway. Like I've had subscribers say, and I've pulled up and I've camped in there, but I still have my home. I have my bed. It's independent. Um, I was dating somebody. If I need to leave, I'll leave. This is my van. I'm 
I'm about to roll out. Like I, I can go and I love that freedom, but I also love being in the mini camper van because you do have a lot of flexibility of where you can stay. And because I own my van, I went in there, the amount that I saved, not paying rent for a year, I went and paid, it's a humble minivan, but I paid like $12,000 just went in there with cash because I wasn't paying rent. So every amount of money that I was making, I was like, let me just buy this van. So now all I have is maintenance. Like, that's awesome and like you started with a minivan because yes. you weren't sure and mm-hmm. one of the things that I've noticed or wondered about um, like some of the larger van conversions people talk about like where can you park well you can park a minivan anywhere yeah, it blends you. in like nobody's nobody's even paying attention to the fact that oh there's another minivan parked on the street Exactly. Okay. That's where I park. I mean, yeah, I park at, um, I even park at like grocery stores. It just depends. I'll go and spend, have a great day while spending a hundred bucks just doing some activities, going to a museum, maybe going to dinner, doing something I want at the end of the night. Yeah. I'm in a parking lot, but it's like, I was able to spend all of my money doing something that I enjoy and I have free accommodations. It might be parking lot accommodations. <laughs> I got but, free accommodations, but it's not. All, and then, like I said, I'll do campgrounds. I love campfires. Like I love camp, bonfires. I'm a campground all day, every day. Camping down the beach. What? Like I love it. So that's awesome. <laughs> I'm not that girl, but that's awesome. <laughs> Have you ever camped or glamped? Have you ever thought about glamping? Okay. I went glamping this past Thanksgiving in the state of Veracruz, and we're. Veracruz is on the 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 Pacific, not Pacific, Atlantic side of Mexico. So, like above the Yucatan Peninsula, it was where uh, Hernan Cortez, when he came over from Cuba, where he first landed in um, Mexico. And as a kid, I went to camp a lot. I did Girl Scout camp. I did 4-H camp. I did. Bible camp. If there was a camp, I was trying, because I was trying to be gone. I wasn't trying to be at home. However, I'm not going to say I I like loved it. And because anybody who knows me now knows I'm not really about that outside life. I'm a city girl. However, I think it doesn't matter how your life stacks up to other people's. This is you living your best life. And that's, that's all that matters. And that's, to me, like, that's the thing. Uh, we have to sort of deprogram ourselves of, because we've been told our entire lives, we've been conditioned about, this is what you are supposed to want to do. This is, you're supposed to accumulate these things. You're supposed to meet these check boxes. And really life is too short for that. If that's not what you want. Not what you want. Well, I originally checked off a lot of the check boxes. Um, I have two millennium sons. I was married. I have a college degree, loans, all this kind of stuff. And I was just never a person who could color inside the lines. Like I always thought I, I worked in corporate America. My last job I had a, and I just couldn't get with it. And it's not like I am an outdoors person, but I'm also an indoor person when I need to be. I enjoy um, being indoors. Like you, like I said, Airbnbs or whatever, 
But um, I do love the outdoors. I was a pathfinder. So the same, it's along okay. the lines of Girl Scout or 4C, I mean, 4HC or whatever. So it's along those lines. And I have always enjoyed it. But I also, I'm not a glamper. I'm not, I've never been kind of that glamper girl. But I do like nice things though. But I do this, like right now in town, if you saw me at a museum or um, I don't really do restaurants because all this is going on. But if you saw me just out and about town, you would never know that I lived in a van unless I was totally just doing my nature stuff. I'm not a glamper, but I am a, I like girl stuff. I like to do my thing. You know, yeah, I date everything that every other woman likes. I like a nice hotel. I like a nice, you know, just whatever. I do normal stuff. And this is why I love that you have a YouTube channel is because if there is a black woman who's listening to this and you know, because this is something I struggled with, and I've, I've mentioned this several times, is trying to reconcile, like, this life I'm living, this isn't quite, like, what I really want, but I don't quite know what I want, and so it's always good to see these other perspectives, and see somebody living the way that you are living the way that I am so that you can say, okay, well, yeah, I like this aspect of how she's living her life. I like that aspect of how she's living her life. And then you can kind of create life on your terms, you know, the life that you want. Now you bought the minivan, you wrangled in the ex-husband to help you convert it. Mm -hmm. And um, now when you you said, you said a cot and a pot and a pot and I don't so I do have a this a bathroom right okay because we're well, talking about your first van not the one that you have now well this one now I just have a I still have the same right now I have a let out you know what a, a folding sofa a let out sofa remember let out sofas I have a let out chair bed like it's, it fits in my van so this van that I have now is still a minivan but it's instead of last time he built me a bed, like a bed with a mat, you know, all that kind of stuff. This time I bought a bed off of Amazon, had it delivered. It came in a box. It's a let out chair and it fits in my van. So that's what I use. And when I say a cot, that's for an emergency. But that's the bathroom. I have a gym membership. Any state I go to, I take a shower just like everybody else, every single day, I choose a traditional bathroom, not for one, but I, I, I'm, I'm completely comfortable with doing one in my van. Like I do that all the time because some bathrooms, some public restrooms I went in, I'm like, I can't. They, they are but questionable. They are questionable. So I have no problem with that. But with the other thing, I go into businesses. I mean, every day, you know, I go into businesses. That's just what it is. And that's probably the most unsexy thing about van life is that, but as far as showering, I go to shower. I take a shower. I am, I'm a clean girl. I might not be no glamping glamour, <laughs> but I'm a clean, I, I'm a clean. I don't, I 100% cleanliness is next to godliness. So I am clean. I take sh- frequent shower, probably shower more because I spend so much time hiking or walking in parks and all that. I shower a lot. So more than probably the average person because I go, yeah. But I wanted to ask for clarification on that. Because again, we may have preconceived notions or they're thinking like, well, how expensive is it to convert over so that I can have all these things? And what you're, how you're doing this shows is it, your vehicle 
doesn't have to be all encompassing. That no, if you like taking long, hot showers, that is still something possible. And you're not trying to figure out how to rig up a hot water tank and, and all of these things. That, no, no, I go, you get a gym membership and a gym membership, um, the gym I have, they are in every state. You can find there are multiple states. They're an affordable gym. It's not like a boutique gym. It's a mm -hmm. chain gym. And for like $20 a month, um, you get unlimited. Any place you go, I even sleep there. I get there in combinations too. So I'll take a shower, get there. And I charge up my, I have a Jackery, a portable electricity, but I take anything in there, laptop, whatever. And I take a shower there. That's what I do for showers. Um, I don't rig up stuff. Um, and if I'm in a campground, obviously camp, I spend a lot of time at campgrounds, but obviously campgrounds has, um, they have showers. You do the showers. Um, as far as like working out, um, there's a, a chain coffee shop. Well, it's, it's actually a, uh, it's a lunch place. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a business. I'll just say, I don't like giving businesses. It's Panera Bread. I have a subscription service to Panera Bread. I get unlimited coffee. I don't, they don't have the greatest coffee. They have wonderful tea, but you can go in there. You can have lunch. I can go in there anytime because my I pay for a monthly coffee. I didn't service. even know that memberships, that that was a thing there. And so yes. can you work there as well? Yes. You can sit in that coffee state. Internet is unlimited. It's a coffee shop. Um, I generally don't really like to work in coffee shops because sometimes they're here to miss as far as like if there's a family in there or somebody in there having a meeting or whatever, but you can go in there because I pay for this monthly membership. I don't even pay $10 a month. I pay $8.99 a month. I get unlimited coffee or tea and now they just changed it that you can get the drinks. You know how like at Starbucks you get those mango, whatever. I can get those drinks. Those are even free. I pay $8.99 a month. So when I go in there and get my coffee, I can sit down. I can do my work. I can do, I can wash my hands. I mean, I can do anything there in that coffee go. shop. Lunches, they have lunch specials. And that's what I do every single day. I don't love their coffee, but I, I utilize my subscription service there. Yes, I do. So that's just an option as well. You work at a coffee shop. It's the same thing with y'all doing international travel. Um, you can be in a coffee shop. You're working. Do you love coffee shops? No. Do you love no. co-working spaces? No, but you can do it. You also have your yeah. space. Um, like in my van, I also have a little desk and I have my laptop and I can work perfectly fine in my uh, van, but sometimes I like to be out. Okay, so you can you can work in your van. The kind of work that you do, do you need Wi-Fi for that? I do need Wi-Fi, and I have Wi-Fi. I had a booster, but I have the I have Wi-Fi service. And sometimes I go to like some businesses, like Whole Foods and Starbucks. You can sit right in your van outside there and use their Wi-Fi. But yes, um, I have a desk in my van and a bed. And I'm comfortable and I type. I do all my work from my van. Like I create products <laughs> from my van. Yeah. So I work in my van as well. Listening to you describe this, I'm just thinking like, this sounds so freeing because you can really just go anywhere you want, anytime you want. And wow. And I do. 
And I do. <laughs> I do go anywhere. And because you're not paying monthly rent, you I mean you still have bills like, like your cell phone, your uh, I, I own my vehicle, but you still have car insurance, life insurance, you have those bills. But the main bill that rent or that mortgage, you don't have that bill. So like I just recently went into a uh, repair shop and it was I didn't even nothing. It was even going on with my vehicle. And it was a thousand dollars. And it was like I didn't have to say, oh, my goodness, you know, because you're not paying any rent. So your house is your mortgage, is your whatever. In three to five years, I'm going to get a tiny home, something called a boxable. Mm -hmm. Um, But for now, a home on wheels is just what I enjoy. I have another girlfriend. I have several. They don't have the big ProMaster vans, but they have those. Remember those old school Chevys and things like that? The conversion vans from like the 70s? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They got it up to date. They have like they cook in their van they have all the modern stuff so for some people those vans might be more um you know it might it might fit their lifestyle a little bit better like if you're not like I'm 50 but I'm flexible I might be a big girl but I'm a you know I know how to I exercise and I'm flexible so I can still get in and out and all that I work out and that's one of the things and so I'm still able to maneuver but some people they can't maneuver in a in a minivan so there's a affordable like GM Chevy some of my girlfriends have that they own them outright it's a little bit more you know if you need something that's budget friendly and more things that you can do you you might have a bigger bed or you know a bathroom that whatever so that might be an option now several times you've mentioned your girlfriends who also do van life um, can you talk a little bit about, cause it sounds like you've created community, you found community. Can you talk about how you were able to do that? So, um, some of my, they reached out really for me having a YouTube channel, even before my YouTube channel, um, grew, you know, a little bit, they, um, just found me on YouTube and they said, Hey, you want to go camping? Everybody that I know, these girlfriends, I met them on YouTube. They reached out and it was like, I want to travel. They're not even, one is a professor and she's, um, you, you may know her or know, you know, she kind of runs in some of these things. She's in the travel stuff. She follows you. Um, but so she has a, she's a professor and um, she's like that boondocking diva. And she's a diva traveler too. She don't <laughs> travel like when I'm with her, I'm in her van. So she's like that boondocking diva. And she travels more of a glamping style, but we travel together. And everybody that I've met, I've met on YouTube. They've subscribed to my channel and they don't do it full time. They do a part time. It's just a way to travel. So I met everybody I met, I met them from YouTube. That's, That's absolutely awesome. how I found them. Yeah, I met them from YouTube. I stayed at their house um, in their driveway. You just, yeah. Well, I and- Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. You go ahead. They, they, one of the things about van life as well, like I have some girlfriends who they might be a nurse or like my one professor, the diva, she's a professor, a college professor. And what she was finding before she went remote, that just driving back and forth from having that long commute, she found that getting this van allowed her to be on campus all day to work in her van, grading papers. And then she has a home she travels to. So she travels in the van part-time. So I find that I've met nurses since I've been in this lifestyle. I've met black women who are nurses who just find it more convenient. They work long shifts 
too. They have, it's just a part-time thing for them, but they have a van where they sleep in and they do their thing and they go back to their home. So it's also kind of that lifestyle. If you want to travel in it, you don't have to do it full time, but what if you just want to save that commute time? There are some very, there are benefits to van life. Like it's, it's the stress is real, like traffic, driving back and forth, doing that long commute. They just find it be working in a hospital or working as a college professor. They find it easier to sleep at their business. If they're doing four days a week, 12 hours, they do that. They go home and then they may travel on the weekend. So that's also something it alleviates stress. Like, you know, so that's one thing some people might consider. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because something else that you said on your page was that living out of my van has allowed me to focus on my health and mental well-being. Well, let me just talk about that. Um, I've always been a kind of a person that walked, but since I've been in the van, I am out more because you don't, you're not living in this small, tiny space. I spend 90% of the time, unless I'm just choosing to work in my van outdoors and I'm working and I'm down, I've actually lost some weight because just from, just from walking, just doing my adventures um, and also just mental clarity. Like I need this self-awareness when I'm around a lot of people, which is great, but I am an introvert. It may not seem like that because I talk so much, but I've just been able to focus on the things that I really, really want, laser focus on. I spend time reading, listening to nature. I just have a very calm lifestyle. I am in tune with what I like at 50 plus years old. I understand this is what I want. This is, isn't what he wants. This isn't what this person wants. I have mental clarity and every single day I just have a self-awareness of what my goals are for my life I am laser focused and that's something I could not do well I'm not gonna say I could do it but I didn't do it when I was I had a traditional lifestyle so definitely would, would you say you 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 feel less stressed I feel 100% less stressed. I don't ever want an alarm clock to wake me up. When I get up in the morning and I'm saying this and I mean, I hear birds chirping. I wake up to birds chirping. I don't have, of course on your cell phone, you have an alarm, but I don't use an alarm clock. I feel 100% less stressed. I feel 100% less stressed. Also living nowhere. Um, I used to when I lived in my hometown, um, I did a lot of community organizing, a lot of community work. And I always felt like I had to be there just doing everything. I had to save the community. We the stitch, right? We do everything for everybody. We save the community. We do all this stuff. And so now it's like when people call me, I still give back. There are a lot of ways I still give back. But I feel like I don't have to like get out of like stuff. I don't have to like make up excuses. It's like I live nowhere. I'm not there. So I'm still able to give back community. I love the community, but I'm able to turn down things and not feel guilty because I'm not in that town. I'm like, I'm not there. Oh, you're having this walk for this? Oh, well, I'm not there. So um, definitely, definitely, definitely less stressed, uh, more free, clear on what I want and what I want to be involved in and go just, oh, you want to come to my party? And just like, thank you, but I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm there. You know, so that's just been a, that's been some of the things able to just, without feeling guilty, turn down some stuff. So without okay. feeling guilty, no guilt. I've been able to recharge, rekindle, um, refuel, all those, all those R words that I've needed. 
recharging, refueling, relaxing, rekindling, repurposing, everything I needed to do, I've been able to focus on what's healthy for me. And if I'm healthy for me, I can help other people. And if I'm not healthy, I can't help my kids. I can't help the community. I can't help anyone. So what what do your kids think? Because mine mine are kind of like, they're like, that's great for you. Well, at least my oldest, she's like, that's great for you. But I have no interest in doing Yes. What do you have? Yes. And I have two boys. Um, One son was kind of like, you know, but the other son was perfectly fine with it. He knows I've always been like that. When they were babies, um, I packed up, we moved to California. And so I've always been that kind of person where just get up. So one son is fine with it. One son is not. Family members, mom, my mom cried. You know, she was like, oh, that's no proper way for a woman to live. I'm like, but it ain't a proper way for people to have taxes and stress. It ain't proper for me to live either, to be under stress or be with a man that I don't, you know, it, 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 in a lot of ways, it's not a proper way for a woman to live. So I have family members who care, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I'm so, how do you live in a van? They just think it's the worst thing in the world. I had one person in my family tell me, well, you don't have to tell people you live in a van. Why the hell not? Why would I tell people? I'm just, I am. Yeah. So she was just, so I'm like, you're embarrassed. That's what you're basically saying. Cause I'm not embarrassed, but you're embarrassed. Cause, cause, cause you're living in your life in a way that doesn't fit in their definition of what a successful life is supposed to look like. And that's, that's a them problem. That's not a you problem. It's not a me problem, but being out of debt and not having bills that I can't pay, that's, that's not a way I don't want to live where I have stress and bills. And I've been there as well, being married and you can't afford this. Everything, oh, taxes is due. Oh, this is due. I can't afford it. That's stressful too. That's going to kill you having bills you can't afford. That's so, yeah. But after some of my lifestyle, some of my family, um, some of them are they're embarrassed, I would say, but then some are like, this is so cool. And some get it, some don't. So. Well, like I said, that's a them problem. Um, How long do you think you will stay on the road or continue living like this, like out of your van? I'm Hmm? moving into a boxable, something I'm paying on. Um, A boxable is a prefab house. Um, It's a tiny home, but it's just, um, it's affordable housing. That's that's what it is. It's called a boxable, a company out of Las Vegas. So I think three to five years, I'll be doing this lifestyle. I may not be in a minivan if I, even though I'm doing this lifestyle for three to five more years, I may do a different type of van. I may go up. I don't know, you know, but I, I can foresee doing it for at least the next five years, three to five years, three to five years. And keep in mind, though, um, in doing this lifestyle, um, there's no blueprint. So, like, there have been winters where I have just completely rented a room for somebody or a family member. So it's not like van life doesn't mean you're full time. If I want to be full time, if I feel good enough to do full-time I'll do it but if I feel like you know what let me go find somebody for three months in the winter or six months I just reserve the right to do whatever if it doesn't work if I'm ill if I'm um I just feel like I want to be in a house or whatever we were born in a house right we weren't born in a van if I feel like I want to do that I'm okay with changing my mind (laughs) I'm okay with doing that and it's okay to change your mind Um, You don't have to come. If you choose to change something about your life, 
you can choose to change it again or change it back. There is no rule that says whatever choice you make is like permanent for the rest of your life. No, you almost influenced me to like sell my van and move to Mexico. Y'all was playing. I'm serious because I thought about that. I was like, you know what? I kind of like their lifestyle. And I almost, I came so close. Like you just don't know how close I came. I was like, I'm going to Mexico. But then I was thinking like, well, I might go in the summer to like some of their stuff and um, do that. But I almost, y'all almost convinced me that like, (laughs) don't even be playing. I'm like, look, there's no, there's no blueprint. I was like, I'll try it for a few months. I don't, I don't want to live anywhere. I don't want to become a resident somewhere, but I ain't opposed to, you know. And that's, and that's, the thing, you know that about yourself or you're figuring those things out. Like, I see what they're doing. I like this aspect of it. I don't like this. Okay, so how can I incorporate those things that I like into my life? Um, Absolutely. You know, and that's that's really, I think, the, the message or one of the takeaways I want people to have from this episode is that you're you're the architect of your life that sounds so corny as soon as I said it that sounds so corny but you really are you design a life you want so you are this is a lifestyle where you are in control of your lifestyle you are absolutely in control of your lifestyle if you want um like I said a roommate if you want to go back to a roommate or get your own place if you want to just like you is the the sky is the limit you are in control who you work with who you live by what kind of crap you take from people I am in a position you say f you money I say f you not (laughs) but you are in control of who you you are in control of like look I am in total control I feel totally in control for the first time in a very long time, I am in control of what I do. Um, and, I, and I feel great. And I, I know this lifestyle, like I said, this is for anybody. I think a lot more Black women would enjoy this lifestyle than they think. Because you can make it as glamorous or as downplayed as you want. If you get a van, you get on the road, you can, I mean, I've been with friends where we've like taken road trips and we've gotten hotels. Or like I said, we will get an Airbnb. So you make it as some days you might do a parking lot just because, okay, I'm going to do this whole parking lot week, but we're going to all these museums and we're paying all this to get in. So you can make this lifestyle work. And America is, America has a very ugly past. It has a racist. It's still going on, right? But there are so many beautiful places in America. People don't think about it. You know, we, um, we think about, oh, we have to go everywhere else. And that's fine too, because some places are incredible, but don't, don't slip on America, these different states. I mean, there are some incredible places in America. And yeah, if it's the racism, you check it, you leave. You had a right to, oh, this state is not right for me. And I do that. I've been places and I've like, Tennessee, oh y'all, y'all back, y'all kind of too, y'all too racist for me. And if you don't, if it don't work for you, then it doesn't work. But there are states that love us, you know. What's one of your favorite places that you've visited in the U.S. on this journey? Upper Peninsula. Peninsula. Um, That's in Michigan. It is the most beautiful, beautiful weather. The sky is blue. Every single day you wake up. It is the Upper Peninsula. It's Upper Michigan. It is Upper Michigan. I like Michigan as well. Hands down, UP, Upper Peninsula. Not in the the winter though, right? 
Well, I didn't do it in the I okay. did it in 70 degrees. I did it in the 70 degree weather. And let me just say that weather, I've never seen a bluer sky. I've never seen bluer water. And I've been a lot of places, hands down. Okay. Is uh and I was worried too because I did my little research and I'm like, oh my God, these people, I read some bad stuff online, like Oh, they're racist. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And I got there and it was, um, I had, we had some little experiences, but overall, Upper Peninsula, hands great. down. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. definitely. Definitely. Do you have any advice to a woman, a Black woman who is considering maybe uh, becoming houseless or choosing to, you know, adapt some version of van life? I absolutely do. I say this, you can make this lifestyle as glamorous or as affordable as you like. I understand a mini camper van is not for the faint of heart, but if you want, depending on what your budget is, if you can do a pro bastard, if you want, if you have a car note, you can do a pro bastard note, right? And you can kind of get a nicer van. Or if you want like mid-level, buy a GM or like a Ford Explorer. If you want to become houseless and homeless, or not homeless, but houseless or zip codeless, think about what you need for your lifestyle. Um, and think about it's not forever. If you want to try it out and just travel, travel to 50 states or travel to 12 states, if you only want to do it part-time, you can design this lifestyle to work for you. It alleviates a lot of stress because if you're thinking, um, I have to, if you work remotely, you can live in a van and you have the money. You're not, it's not like you don't have an income. So you're able to say, you know what, this lifestyle works or it doesn't. You see beautiful places, you travel to beautiful places, you can afford things that in your lifestyle, if you're paying a condo or your apartment and your car note, you may not be able to afford travel, but this is how you're able to afford travel. So if you're thinking about it, it doesn't have to be forever. Um, there's a van life budget for everybody. And it, I love it. I, I'm freer. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I'm enjoying this lifestyle. I'm not saying it's not without this. There are pros and cons to any lifestyle, right? And uh, But I think for me, the pros far outweigh the cons of, of, of van life. And um, yeah, so I would say give it a try. If you're looking for an alternative type of freedom lifestyle, it is a freedom lifestyle. Not saying it's not without cons, but you have okay. cons in your house. And I, I would not be responsible if I didn't ask about mm -hmm. some of those cons, the disadvantages, the drawbacks. Okay. Well, not living nowhere, you also don't know about different people. Um, when you go to different towns, living nowhere, you're like, oh, did I roll up on the Ku Klux Klan? I mean, you don't know. So one of them, I'm just being serious. One of the roles, you don't know what people... Um, you don't you don't know the areas. You don't know if you're concerned about masks or just you don't you don't know the area. So that's one of the cons. One of the drawbacks is bad weather. I always have a saving so I can get an Airbnb, but I have been in a van where I'm like, this is an igloo, like weather, even if it's too hot or too cold. That weather, uh, that's a drawback. But if you have a savings, if you're working, you have the money to get you a hotel or you don't pay rent. You have the money to go to a campground and plug in your but weather. Weather is a is a drawback. Not knowing when you're when you live nowhere, you just live wherever you park. And so that's a drawback. Pulling up in an area where you're like, I don't know these, I don't know what I'm in for. You know, and I've been in some areas like, whoa, what is this? You know, so that's a drawback. Um weather, 
But again, keep your savings. Don't go in this lifestyle without having used some kind of money where if it's bad weather. I, you know, I've been in cold weather and I like to make these videos. I'm freezing. So don't. So the weather, even just a rainy day, like sometimes I just like hanging out in my van all day. But if it's rainy, even though I can go in a coffee shop or a library or whatever, I just want to be in my home. And it's like, but it's raining. So you got to get it, you know, so just weather. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. And if somebody wants to follow along on your adventure, where is the best place for them to do that? So I'm on YouTube, Joy Route. Joy Route with Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-I. So they can follow my venture. I'm on Instagram, same thing, Joy Route 50. Uh, but I think YouTube is the best uh, place to follow my journey. Thank Great. you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really like getting a chance to share a Black woman's story who's doing things on her own terms. And that just doesn't fit with, you know, what, what society says right. we're supposed to do, because I want more Black women to know we've got options. Really, the options are only limited by our imagination. So thank you Absolutely. so much. Thank you so much. I admire you, admire your channel, what you're doing. You're doing great work, love the interviews on dating, all that kind of stuff. So thank <laughs> you so much for having me as a guest. So there you have it. So many times I hear women thinking, I'm too old. It's too late. Frankie uh, became houseless at 50. Okay. So I, I hope hearing her story reminds you that you can do anything you want, anytime you want. It is never too late. As long as you are still drawing air, you have time to do those things that you always wanted. Um, thank you guys so much uh, for your continued support. Thank you for watching this on YouTube or listening to it on your favorite podcatcher. Um, if you have not subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, please do that. Um, and on your podcatchers, I don't know, do they have a subscribe feature? If they do, use that. Other ways that you can continue to support the podcast are to share this episode with another Black woman you think who would benefit from it. You can leave a review. Um, you can reach out to me on social media if there is something specific you'd like to see discussed here. You can also leave me a voicemail. There's a link in the description. There's also a link in the description if you want to contribute financially. Okay. Thank you guys for listening and until next time.